devil is nasty just saying all right we are have we're going to talk about a little bit of a different angle of stuff similar umbrella but it's things started to occur to me over the weekend and i said you know what i have to get to the root of the problem here because we talk about the modern feminism and we talk about you know the birth control generation men and women, we talk about big pharma, we talk about the WEF and the WHO and these three-letter organizations and how they're all trying to wreck your freedom. We talk about the mandates. We talk about a darkness that comes from the Klaus Schwab's of the world. And everyone really talks about this, generally speaking, as if this is a man-made darkness, right? These are guys in suits. This is corporate America when it comes to this country. It's the uniparty. That's all true. That's all true. But my question for you today is, is there something a little bit deeper going on here? The title of today's episode is The Devil Among Us, Possession, Hollywood's Lust for the Satanic, and The War of Good versus Evil. Are we currently in a war of good versus evil? Is there a supernatural component to what's happening? Now, before you dismiss me, which I know some will be inclined to do, before you dismiss me, just listen to the breakdown today. Listen to what we're going to talk about. Listen to people that you know, Andrew Tate, Tucker Carlson, um, folks on the Whatever podcast. Listen to what they say about what's happening right now and listen to how much religion has been injected. Faith, God, religion, prayer, suddenly coming to life in a lot of spaces where you don't expect to see it. And then... Feel free to tell me how you think. Now, the chat's going to be open. Um, you can get on in the chat. Super Chats will be read today. Deli and I also are going to be talking to each other a little bit more than we typically do um, because we have to figure out, you know, <laughs> first of all, listen, I have to make sure that Deli is not a tool of the Antichrist. So we're going to get to that, which I don't think he is. He seems fundamentally good at his core. But we're going to find out as well. And some of it will be funny and some of it will be silly. But there is something going on here. So let me start by just talking to you a little bit about this stuff. And then we're going to open with Tucker Carlson, who has, you know, be, he's more famous now than ever since getting fired from Fox News. And he tapped into something in his heritage speech about good versus evil that I thought was really interesting to be occurring at this time. But, you know, we've seen a rise in, in all of these spaces, by the way, the Manosphere included. The Manosphere, the Red Pill community, Twitter, um, everywhere you look, you see an increasing number of people talking about religion, even people who aren't religious themselves. We've talked about a little bit Hollywood's affinity for the satanic. And you see a lot of imagery. We're going to remind you and show you some of that imagery that you see from individuals on stage, um, concerts, where all of a sudden it, it looks like there's, they're fawning over the devil, and Satan in a very bizarre, very uncomfortable way. We've seen that. We've seen Andrew Tate and folks talking about God and becoming religious. I, I, you know, you didn't hear Andrew Tate talking about God, you know, when we first started doing this. And now he converted to Islam and he's very, very passionate about this battle between good and evil. It's very, very interesting. So what I want to talk about here is, is there something bigger going on? When we talk about the matrix do I believe it's fundamentally evil? Yes. But is it evil at a supernatural level as well? Is the devil, and I don't know if you believe in God, is there something supernatural and dark that is driving these very powerful men in suits to be able to do what they're doing? And by the way, we can link a whole bunch of topics. We can link farmer-run media. You know how it's always agenda-driven. Gotta toe the line. You don't toe the line, you're fired. It looks very much like state-run media, but it's bigger than state-run media. It's bigger than that. There's something deeper and darker going on in terms of the messaging. We talk about the military-industrial complex that's no longer interested in what's best for members of the military themselves and for you getting us involved in all these wars unnecessarily, trying to push for that, for financial gain, mandates with an experimental injection. Very strange stuff going on. 
you see um, children in schools that are being not only brainwashed and indoctrinated, but you see, you know, they're trying to read these LGBTQ books. They name them, oh, it's LGBTQ, when in reality it's like pornography in these books for small children. Dark, deeply, deeply dark, sinister stuff. You see, you know, indoctrination of liberalism in schools taken to the next level, the umpteenth degree at infiltrating states that were once protected, that you just, you felt, oh, I moved to this state, I'm not going to have to worry about this. Uh Uh-uh, the whole public school system at large, it's infiltrating all of it, it seems, and private schools as well, for that matter. You see the mandates where, I mean, they, they, they crippled a whole member of society. There were people whose own doctors were saying, don't get this, and they were marginalized, they were ostracized, they were, they were really bullied into making a decision for their health. I have to choose between whether I'm going to put food on the table or whether I'm going to listen to my own doctor. Deeply dark stuff. You see, you know, the killing of unborn babies being glorified and people wanting to take abortion to full term, meaning you can deliver that baby and then kill it. That's murder. And now that's being excused. Very, very weird stuff. You see feminism and birth control and the birth control generation. We talk about it every day, this heightened appreciation for promiscuity, this complete devaluing of your body. By the way, not just with feminism, but with the glorification of obesity. Where is that leading people? To a very, very dark, twisted place. You see what's happening on TikTok where you have now individuals, you know, this this contagious idea of, oh, am I a boy? Am I a girl? Am I this? Am I that? Where people are questioning things because they're just in a community of questioning. You see, you see the contagion, the social contagion of these really toxic ways of living happening on TikTok. You see the glorification of surgeries for children that would change their lives forever. You see the glorification of medication for children that will potentially change their lives forever in not a good way. So I look at all this stuff and I say, it would be really easy for me to say, oh, these are just some fancy men in suits. And some of it is. Oh, these are just politicians who are only interested, you know, in their own well-being and not yours. Sure. But there's something darker here. There's something bigger here. And I'm not afraid to touch it. And this is coming from someone who, by the way, I'm not somebody who goes to church every week. I'm not super inclined to, to align myself with organized religion. I do believe in God. I do pray. But I always felt that organized religion had so many problems with it that I, I just couldn't find my place in that space. So this is not coming from somebody who is extreme, as some would call it, you know, and that's a word, of course, they use to, you know, slander Christians, to slander people of all religions who really believe and practice. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt the way I just said that. But something is going on here. So let's start. Let's start with Tucker Carlson, because I think this is two, two things he said that I want, you to, I want you to absorb and I want you to hold on to while we trace through the evil that's going on. And be, be, it's undeniable, by the way. It is evil. The question is, is it supernatural as well? Let's ask. Okay, let's start with 1744 Delhi. The truth is contagious. Lying is, but the truth is as well. And the second you decide to tell the truth about something, you are filled with this, I don't want to get supernatural on you, but you are filled with this power from somewhere else. Try it. Tell the truth about something. You feel it every day. The more you tell the truth, the stronger you become. That's completely real. It's measurable in the way that you feel. And of course, the opposite is also true. The more you lie, the weaker and more terrified you become. We all know that feeling. You lie about something and all of a sudden you're a prisoner of that lie. You are diminished by it. You are weak and afraid. That's correct. So let's stop Drug it and there. Alcohol uses this. So he's talking about that in a way that I think is very powerful. And every single one of you sitting at home watching this knows if you've ever told the truth about something when it's been hard, meaning you have something to lose, right? You tell the truth and your job's at stake. You tell the truth and your microphone here is at stake. You, I've been in that position where I've had to make a decision about whether to tell the audience the truth or whether to do what corporate media wanted me to do and lie. I've never once lied. I've never once lied. And there have been losses that have accompanied that financially. There have been losses of jobs. But I slept really well at night because I felt what he's talking about. I felt that I was being protected by something larger than me because I made the choice to not compromise my principles and not compromise the truth and not lie to the audience. So I do believe that. And when you lie, you know you feel it. Unless you're a 
a person who's completely dead inside and by the way, compromised in some way spiritually, when you lie, you don't feel good about it. You walk away feeling a little bit less than and you walk away feeling like I shouldn't have done that. And you carry that burden with you. And you know that too. We've all been in a position where we've told a lie, right? We don't feel good about it. So the question is, what is pushing you to tell the truth? What is pushing you to lie? Is there something supernatural? And he even says, I don't want to get supernatural here, but he does. He does because there is something bigger that you feel in those moments where you choose good, the truth, or evil, the lie. Interesting. Okay, let's go to 2655, Deli. And two, maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. I'm serious. Like, why not? And I'm saying that to you, not as some kind of evangelist. I'm literally saying that to you as an Episcopalian. The Samaritans of our time. I'm coming to you from the most humble and lowly theological position you can. I'm literally an Episcopalian, okay? So I love that. And even... Um, I love it because he's not being self-righteous. He's telling you, listen, I'm not, I'm Episcopalian. By that he means he's, you know, he's not a, a super religious guy. He's not. He believes in God. I know Tucker. He's not somebody that I would have ever identified as, you know, super religious in terms of, you know, organized religion, in terms of structure, in terms of whatnot. But he's saying pray, why not, right? So this, this is coming up all the time now. And it's interesting because whenever you see people saying, a tragedy happens and you see people, you ever notice, you'll see people saying, okay, it's time to pray. I'm going to pray for these people that have suffered. You will simultaneously see a very loud crowd that will come out that are saying, why are you praying? That's not going to do any good. But they're so bothered by your prayer or by your instinct to prayer. You have to ask yourself why. And I'm really starting to believe that some people are puppets of, of evil. And some people are you know, I don't want to say puppets of good, but they're, do, they're there to do good. And I wonder if they're being tugged at. It just seems so odd to me when tragedy strikes for people to be so anti-prayer. Why? There's something very, very dark about that. Even if you yourself are not religious and even if you yourself don't believe, it's certainly not going to hurt to pray. So why the vehement rejection of it? There's darkness. There's darkness coming from somewhere. All right, I talked about our friend Andrew Tate on seeing evil. He talked a little bit about this in an interview. Um, he talks about seeing evil. He talks about the work of the devil. I think it's really interesting what he says. I went back and I found this interview with Mohammed Hijab. I don't know if you know who that is, but we're going to play first 2025 on how Andrew came to understand that evil was real. And I'm sure some of you will relate to this because I myself found myself saying, oh, heck yeah, 2025. Some people recognize when I convert to Islam that there was a time I was an atheist. There was a time when I was atheistic. Mm. And the reason I am now so absolutely certain that God is real is because yeah. I've seen evil. I've seen shaitan. I've seen it. When you see enough evil, you realize that there must be an equal and opposite force. And there are people out there in the world today doing the work of the devil, genuine demons, who are trying to destroy the baseline morality that's inside of all of us. We're all born with some kind of morality, and they're trying to destroy it. And that's exactly the Islamic understanding, that we believe that you're born with something called fitrah, which is the initial goodness. You're, you're, you're born with an innate belief, receptivity to believe in one God. Yeah. And then that is corrupted. In fact, there's a prophet, uh, hadith of the prophet, where he says, Kullu mawludin yuladu al fitra. Every born child is born upon this initial goodness. And then his father and mother or his parents, they socialize him into you know, Christianity, Judaism, yeah. Magiism. So the idea is that everyone is okay, born with Okay, so let's stop there. He's talking about being born with initial goodness. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the talk, you know, in Catholicism and original sin and all that stuff. Just all of my um, grade school stuff is coming back. I went to Catholic school, by the way. Um, I know I say I'm not, you know, super into organized religion, but I went to Catholic school for from first grade all the way up until senior in high school. I took religion. I thought religion was very interesting to me. I just didn't I couldn't find my home in the organized structure. Uh, maybe I was in the wrong structure. That's possible too, right? You find yourself in a structure and it's not about the structure, the idea of structure. It's about the structure you're in that maybe isn't the right fit. That happens to people too. I think this is really, really interesting what he says though, because you can't, if you know 
if you know evil, if you've seen it, and we all know, you ever met somebody and, and you have really seen evil emerge through them? The energy is just bad. It's dark. There's something, and I'm not talking about, you know, somebody who just has a bad personality or I, I'm talking about you look into somebody's eyes and there is something evil and deeply uncomfortable about even being around them. Their energy is incredibly dark. Maybe you've seen it. I certainly have. Not many times, but I certainly have. When you see that manifest, when you see evil policies manifest, when you see people being denied access to uh, organ transplants because they made a different medical decision for their life, when you, see, when you see this evil, when you see pornography being pushed on children, when you see the evil of mutilation on kids, when you see that evil, you know there's good. You know there's good because there has to be a counterbalance to that evil. So that's how you find God. If you haven't found God, and that's okay, by the way, everybody's on their own journey with this, and I understand the complexity of it, and I understand rejecting sometimes what you were raised with, but if you have seen evil, you will see God. I promise you that. And it's interesting. I'm going to go back to my conversation with Father Vincent Lampert, who was here, who's an exorcist. We're going to talk a little bit about that because he's going to be coming back for part two. And I have some different questions for him this round, but I remember him saying, I remember asking him if he had sat in front of someone and saw evil, and he said, absolutely. It's just a different, it's a feeling of just darkness. When you're around people like that, get away, by the way. It's going to do you no good to be around them. So that's interesting from Andrew Tate, who suddenly became religious and can reflect on an, on an atheist past by saying, I saw the evil and then I saw God. I'm sure there's a lot of people who have been through that, that exact moment. Okay, let's go to another clip from him, which I think is really on the money here and aligns very much with how I've been feeling. I actually hadn't seen him talk about this until I did research for this show. 2131, listen carefully. Thinking about the work of the devil, which yeah. is what's happening right now. We're, we're currently in a fight of good versus evil. Mm -hmm. it's, it's genuinely that serious. This is a, whether it's the Bible or the Quran or any superhero movie, this is the battle of good versus evil. And anybody who's sitting, who doesn't see that, who doesn't see the every con armed conflict on the planet, the conflict for our minds, the way the matrix is attempting to control us, this is genuinely a battle of God versus Satan. And if you think that you can just sit idly by while these two titans go to war and you're not going to end up caught up in the crossfire, then you're absolutely and utterly ignorant at best a coward at worst, and I think it's most likely cowardice. We're in the middle of the greatest battle that humankind has ever faced, and unless people stand up and actually try and fight hard for good and for God, then we're going to end up in absolute tyrannical slavery. Yeah, so, and this, this is really interesting to me because he equates, you know, tyranny with evil, and that 100% is. Name me a tyrannical country, a country that's gone deep into communism, where you don't have massive poverty, where you don't have massive suffering, where you don't have a, a bunch of people elite at the top that are benefiting, and then the masses just starving oftentimes. It's evil, it's a very evil structure. To try to control your freedom is evil. That's taking your bodily autonomy away, your ability to live the life that you want for yourself and robbing you of that under the guise of protecting and saving you, which sounds awfully satanic, right? It sounds awfully manipulative. And I remember that coming up in my interview as well, by the way, when I spoke to Father Lambert and he talked about the devil and he talked about the attributes of the devil, he said, the devil is a manipulator. The devil is very manipulative. What have you seen emerge in the last few years? Constant manipulation. Oh, this is safe and effective for you. Oh, wait, but my doctor said it's not. Oh, no, no, no. It's going to do this. It's going to do that. So much of that was built on deception. So much of that was built on, you know, complete and utter manipulation of facts, data. Oh, your kid needs to be masked in school. I mean, think about what's happened and the tactics that have been used to manipulate the masses. Oh, lock your business down. Put yourself into starvation. Here's the justification why we're only looking out for you. We're here to help you. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Massive manipulation. Look at the manipulation that's happening on TikTok of these kids that are now involved in this contagion where they're wanting to go and, and, and mutilate themselves because they're confused in their life and TikTok told them that maybe they have gender dysphoria. TikTok. So just keep your eyes open to the manipulation that's happening. 
How, do you, what about the manipulation coming from the WEF all the time? Oh, you're going to, don't worry, you'll be able to track your carbon footprint. It'll all be voluntary. Oh, these 15-minute cities? Oh, it's not at all a little, you know, sample of what would happen in a quarantine zone. No, no, no. We're just looking out for you. This doesn't at all sound awfully tyrannical and highly manipulative. It's dark. The stuff is dark. You have to be willing to take that extra leap to consider the supernatural. And I know it's a next step, but there's something going on here that's just beyond man. It's just is. It's just too dark and too deep. So I thought those were two fantastic observations by Andrew Tate, both of which I agree with in full. That was from the Ahmad Mahmoud show, by the way. Um, we, we always leave it up on the bottom so you can see it if you want to go watch the whole thing. So we talk about the whatever podcast all the time. And interestingly enough, I was watching an episode, you know, that guy Chase has become very popular over there. And he's religious. He's a uh, very deeply religious. And I keep seeing even on that podcast conversations about religion, religion becoming front and center repeatedly. This is one example. Let's go to number three, 5505. And then I'll get to the chat. How do you describe your relationship with God? If none, have you ever tried to open your heart to him? Hashtag Christ is Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Amen, bro. Amen. Yeah, we should. I, I'm really I'm curious. quick. We should go around the table. Really quick, do, do you have a relationship with God? I'm not religious, no. Okay. I do, yes. Yes, you mentioned yours. Not currently, but I've actually been really interested in it lately. Um, so I've been like kind of weighing my options of how I can learn more. We should talk more about that after the show. I, I would love you would to. Say that. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, what about you? Nope. No. Yes. Yes. What religion? Um, Christian. Okay. Yeah. Nice. You believe, you believe Jesus rose from the dead? Yes. Paid the price for your sins? Yes. Let's go. <laughs> we, are, we are back. What about you? Absolutely yes. So I was raised Catholic, and now it's just Christian. So. Okay. I don't do, okay, let's I don't pause it there. I'm not going to get into she, she's an OnlyFans, which is an interesting, um, I don't know how she quite she reconciles. She did it for God. She, she actually says, she goes on to say that she feels that, you know, she's being tested and this is her way to find her path. To, I don't know. But that's not what the show's about today, so I'm not going to play that part. But this is very interesting to me, by the way, that this is coming up. That came from an audience question through the chat, very much like our chat we're going to get to in a second. That was front and center on their minds. You know why? Because they're looking at the moral degradation of society as manifested through these conversations on this podcast about OnlyFans and promiscuity and I don't care about my body count and I don't have self-respect. And someone out there is saying this stuff is dark. This is wrecking women. This is wrecking relationships. This is wrecking society. We are completely morally bankrupt. Is there an evil supernatural force at work that wants society wrecked? It's a fair question. Whether you believe or not, it's a fair question. Is there something bigger than man involved here in this complete and utter wreckage of society? Interesting that even a podcast like that, it hit. All right, I'm going to get to the chat. I got to move this over. I'm a little, ooh, something just clicked. If something falls, it's not my, it's Deli's fault. We're going to get to Delhi's faith in a second. He's not ready for that. All right. Wandering Warrior gave 10 bucks. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Interesting. Marcin Shaddaa gave... Uh, six bucks. Okay. Uh, Luce Rulkin, according to Glenn Beck, Pope Francis warned the world about the evil operating in the Vatican. See Blaze TV three months ago. Oh, that's interesting. I'll have to go back. Glenn, by the way, is religious and very much in touch with all this stuff. I don't know how much work he's done on um, the Matrix and what's happening right now. I'll have to go back and look, though. Thank you for that note. Raymond Mitchell, 10 bucks. Is a big red conservative wave coming? All these liberal women are predicted to be single by 2030, so they'll effectively end their bloodlines, and conservatives will be having most of the kids. I hate to break it to you. I, I don't know. where. I think this has to hit much more of a rock bottom before it rises up. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. And we're going to talk about Gen Z today to give you some hope. Ooh, this fell off. Deli. Wait, let me see if I can do it. There we go. Deli was like, don't look at me. I don't man the mics. We'll talk about Gen Z. Man, is that, you see, do I got some satanic stuff going on? Listen, I'm just telling you straight up, I believe in God and I ain't afraid of you. So you come at me, whatever. I, I ain't afraid. Fearless. Somebody asked me once, by the way, 
we were thinking about what we were going to do with the show. We we're going to get to Hollywood's satanic sickness in a second. But we were talking about what we we're going to do with the show. And I said, oh, I would love to wa go in and watch um, an exorcism. Everybody in the room, PBD included, were like, what? Why are you nuts? And I said, no. I said, I would go. I'm not, I'm not afraid. I am not afraid. And they say, by the way, people who get afraid, you know, you watch the old movies and they, the, the, the devil goes into other bodies sometimes, but it goes into the frightened. I have no fear when it comes to that stuff. I have fear when it comes to other things. You tell me there's mold in the apartment, I'm running for dear life. I'm out of there, right? That scares me. But the, a dark force, mm -mm, that's not keeping me up at night, honey. Go try somebody else. Try to get into somebody else's body. You ain't getting in this one. All right. Hollywood glorifies the demonic. So we've seen a lot of this over the years. Let's go to um, let's go to the first Twitter link there. And it says, over the years, music celebrities such as Deli, do you know who all these people are? I You're know young. Some of them. I just know Sam Smith and Demi Lovato um, and Madonna, but I don't know anybody. I'm gonna say all their names wrong. Can you scroll up to the text above that? Yeah. Do you know those people? Yeah. This is Lil Uzi right here, Billie Eilish, uh, Doja Cat, and uh, Sam Smith. Uh, is over there in the middle. Yeah. Lil Nas X. So is this Madonna? Yeah. Madonna's <laughs> looking. Wow. What's going on is. there? It's probably Demi Lovato or something. Okay. Yeah. So they're showing potential satanic imagery, seemingly promoting the devil to the public. Does the music industry worship the devil or is it all just a publicity sign? So we have seen this happen with increasing frequency. Why? You know Hollywood is woke. You know Hollywood is... Why is it that everybody that goes into Hollywood, by the way, nine out of ten times when kids become Hollywood stars, you ever noticed complete and total life demise? Everything just starts falling apart at the seams. Why? There's something deeply dark about that space. That's why. And by the way, politics and political media is no different. I, all, I used to say, as somebody who went to L.A. very young and thought about going into that world, I grew up in a house where my mom taught acting. I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. I've been in that world. It's dark. But it's not as dark as political entertainment. Political entertainment is very, very sick. Deeply, deeply dark stuff. So, but you ask yourself, you see what's going on. Why is Satan and the satanic being glorified in Hollywood? Why? Ask yourself, is it just creative? I don't think so. There's a lot of ways to do creative. Why is it like this? And you'll remember if you go all the way back if you're old like me, you can remember Madonna was starting in with this. Do you remember way back in the day when she did Like a Prayer and there was the burning cross and that was that was a big deal back then. But but she was kind of opening the floodgates to what you see now. Now these, uh, Deli, when you play these, we have to make sure the, they're muted. Yep. Um, let's take a look here at this next one. We have, I believe this is Sam Smith that's coming at you. Oh, Yes. So this is a concert. Make sure it's muted, and then we can play it and show what, what went on here. Some of you haven't seen all the footage of this, but ask yourself why. First of all, this is a guy who's glorified by media, who's glorified by Hollywood. This is someone who they view as a creative genius in many respects. Does this look like creative genius to you? Why would you want to take something that's evil, that's identifiably evil, Satan, pure, unadulterated evil, and put it on stage and, and sing its praises, essentially, by doing this under the guise of art. It's not art. This is praise. They are praising evil when they do this. There's a sickness about this. And by the way, they're trying to normalize this for young people who see this and now think, we can shut that off, who see this and now think that that's totally cool, right? Who think that's totally no? Oh, yeah. Oh, the devil costume. Oh, yeah. This isn't just a Halloween costume. For, for those of you out there saying, oh, I was a devil one year. This isn't that. Look at what this is. And why would you make your show about the devil? Why? There's an evilness to it. There just is. There'll be people out there that say, oh, Jed, you're being so extreme. You're being so extreme. Is it really? You have all the options in the world of what to do with your creative freedom. And you chose some sort of satanic ritual? And the problem is with me, self-reflect, self-reflect. Okay, so then the next show, let's do this is him again, by the way. Mute this one also, Dally, the last one. This is a demonic show. This is being hailed as body confidence. Look, it says point of view. I need Sam Smith's body confidence because obviously there's the chunk, you know, going on there. Separate topic. He's gained so much day. weight too. A lot of weight, yeah. 
Wonder what he's eating. Bugs, maybe? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, he's telling you to eat bugs. He's eating a big old filet mignon. But look at this. Look at what this is. This is a satanic show. It's dark. There are parents that are sending their children to this stuff. Look at it. This is, this is, this is hell on stage. They think this is cool to bring hell to light. Why, again, ask yourselves, why does Hollywood need the satanic to be glorified, the satanic to be normalized? Why does it need your children and you to believe that the satanic is harmless, that the satanic is inviting, that the satanic is somehow, you know, cultural and artsy? Why? Why? Because then maybe you'll start doubting God. Maybe you'll start thinking, oh, you know, all this other stuff. I'm living this holy, virtuous life. I don't need to be doing that. Maybe it's all garbage. Oh, yeah. Maybe you start changing, you know, the way you live into a more morally bankrupt way of life. Who does that help? Who does it help? It helps the power of evil. You have to broaden your mind and really think outside the box. And this was not always easy for me, by the way, to do. It wasn't. It was just very hard for me to understand these large concepts of just this, what, the supernatural. Like, what is that? Because I'm very literal. Very, very literal. I'm like, two plus two is four. That's how I am. So if I can't see it and I can't touch it, it's so hard for me. It's so hard for me to wrap my head around it. So I understand that sentiment. But that is what faith is. You can't see it. And you can't touch it. And you will find it. In Andrew Tate's words, as he said, when you see dark you will see light. I promise you. Okay, so we talk about, you know, the elevation of the satanic in society, in Hollywood, everywhere, in media. We see that we're now being encouraged to be a secular society. I remember when I was younger, I was probably in high school, and my mom had a friend who was very religious. And I remember saying, I was in Catholic school at the time, and there was just stuff that I saw that was like, just didn't seem true to the word. You know, it was like they were, there were people there who were teaching, who wanted to say they were practicing Catholicism, but their behaviors indicated otherwise. And that bothered me. So I saw hypocrisy and I just rejected the whole thing. It was like this, I can't, this doesn't seem authentic. Something's wrong here. And maybe I was just around the wrong people. That happens too. Human beings are flawed. And not everyone who claims to be religious is actually practicing that. And they realize that's something you come to learn as an adult. But I remember saying, her saying to me, are you religious? And me saying, I'm more spiritual than religious. You notice a lot of people say that. Deli, do you hear people saying that now more than yeah. ever? They say, and what does that really mean? That means... It's just a trend. It's a trend. Yeah. It means like, oh, I believe in the universe and, you know, yeah, good and evil, but you're, you're, you're either afraid or you're not yet at the point where you're willing to say, God, the devil. Sometimes when, when you say the devil, there's everyone's like, oh, she's nuts. She's nuts. When you say God, some people will call you nuts, the atheists, of course. But when you say the devil, people are like, oh, my God, because they imagine a cartoon character. You know, they imagine this this cartoon. And by the way, the reason that the media always puts concerts on and stuff like this is because they want you to see it as a cartoon so that when somebody really talks about the power of Satan, you see it as, oh, yeah, I mean, how could it be so bad? The guy's dressing up in costumes, the little Halloween devil, devil costume. You're detached from the reality. Of, of what could potentially exist out there that's very powerful and very, very dark. You're thinking of it in terms of, oh, harmless. They need you to see it as harmless. They need you to see, to feel it as harmless. So I remember asking um, Father Vincent Lampert, I don't know if you know this, this, this video that we did when I first started the channel shot up so high. It's now our most popular um, I think it's the most popular video we have in, I don't know what category it is, but it was insane. It started with like 30,000 views or something. It's over 400,000 views now and it's growing daily exponentially because people are really interested in this. Again, why are people interested in this stuff? Because they see darkness. They want to see light. They want to know what's going on. And one of the things I asked him about is, is if you were more likely to be possessed if you lacked faith. And we had that whole conversation. You should go back, by the way, if you haven't seen this interview. You should watch that one before we bring him back for round two. But I want to remind you of some of those things. Father Vincent Lambert is, um, he's an exorcist. 
this is what he does. He's been, um, I don't remember the, the proper word of the designation they give you where you're able to go and exercise people, but it's not an easy, you have to go through a lot of training. You have to go to Rome. You have to, uh, be, you have to be present while these exorcisms are happening for a long time before you are authorized to do one yourself. He has a lot of experience with this and people laughed him off. People laughed him off. You know, when they stopped laughing him off, when they saw evil manifesting in society in ways that couldn't be imagined. How had people become so dark? And that's a good question, too, for us later. Are people stewards of good or evil? Yes. Yes. So it's not, you have to stop thinking of like, oh, there's a big, dark monster that's coming over society, and that's the devil. No, the devil is in people. The same way you can have stewards of God right? You can have really good people who do charity and are out here trying to make other people's lives easier. You think you don't have stewards of the devil? Of course you do. And what are they doing? All morally bankrupt stuff. Try Wreckage. Wreckage. The goal is wreckage, right? The underworld. You're trying to, you're trying to make our world look like the underworld. If you watch Stranger Things, you got that reference. Okay, so let's go back and revisit Father Lampert. I think these are two really important points given what we're talking about today. He talks about how a demon manifests. And I, I want to tease that because we're going to dig into that um, with him again. And he talks about the battle of good versus evil in a way that I don't think a lot of people have. Let's go to 2033 first and remind you that this is a man who has seen these things. What has he seen? This. Let's play it. How does it, how have you seen a demon manifest? You know, you, you look at movies like The Exorcist and you see, you know, her eyes change, her skin changes, the temperature in the room often gets either extremely cold or extremely hot. She levitates. Um, she, her voice gets very odd. She does speak in other languages. What have you personally witnessed in terms of manifestation of demons? I've witnessed all those things. You've seen someone levitate. I've seen someone levitate during an exorcism, eyes rolled in the back of the head, foaming at the mouth, growling and snarling. The reason the voice gets deeper is that it's kind of like a wild dog that's barking. It's meant to instill fear. You know, the notion is the louder you are, then maybe you're trying to prove that you're greater than you really are. Mm -hmm. Stenches in the room. No, I always say that when a demon manifests, the stench is about 100 times worse than the raccoon that's been hit on the side of the road that's been baking in the sun for the last 10 days. Okay, so, so that really is what he has seen, levitating. And I love people who say, oh, you can explain all this away by just, you know, mental illness. Really, I don't know anyone mentally ill who levitates. You, Delhi? Do you know anyone mentally ill who just nope. levitates? Yeah, I, I must have missed that. I mean, maybe you do levitates. And I mean, there's just some things that are beyond. Right. And even if you're unsure of where what you believe on this, there's some things that are just it's just not quite within the realm of the natural. There's something supernatural going on there. So that's what he talks about. Now, I want you to just think about that is an extreme example of possession. Right. Are there less extreme examples of possession? Could possession be that somebody, you know, is full of doubt? Somebody's living kind of a, a lost, dark life and somebody is susceptible to evil channeling through them and corrupting other people and, you know, selling drugs and, you know, whatever it may be. Is that possible that possession exists in forms that are, are not like this, what we just heard. And it could be evil manifesting through somebody in a way that maybe you won't, you don't think about it in a supernatural sense, but is it? Is a mandate that prevents you from doing what's best for your health so that you can't be a functioning member of society and a normal, you can't walk into a gym, you can't walk into a restaurant, you can't keep your job unless you inject something experimental in your body. Do you think that's driven by good? Who's it driven by? Okay, it's driven by the powers that be. Who drives them? Who drives them? Ask yourself, where is the top of the ladder? Because I always say, okay, the top, okay, we have American leadership. Okay, we have one world government above that. Okay, we've got the Klaus Schwab's. Who drives them? Who drives them? Something drives them to be evil. What is it? 
you can't identify it and I can't identify it, but I'm not willing to write off that it's not this dark. I'm not. I'm not willing to write that off. <clears throat> okay, this was another clip from that interview. It's a fantastic interview. Um, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm bringing him back because I have different questions, and I actually want him to weigh on, weigh in on what's going on in Hollywood. I want to show him these videos from Sam Smith, and I want him to talk about potentially where we're headed. You know, has he seen an uptick in people that are getting possessed? Why? You know, has he seen a change in the way it's manifesting? What does he feel about real life manifestations? Can that be? You know, I want to know what his opinion is about that stuff. But one minute, um, listen to what he says about good versus evil in his words. St. John Paul II talked about this. Freedom in the true sense of the word doesn't mean we get to do whatever we want. Freedom means that we act in the manner that God created us to live. Mm -hmm. So events of 9-11 and other atrocities, that's not what God intends. It's the result of people's rejection of God and, and ugliness, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I would say that when people look at it, all the ugliness in the world, probably what we need to change is rather than looking outward, how do we begin to look inward into our own lives and confront whatever sinfulness is there? Because if we begin doing that, we might find that we're we have less to say about others. So this is interesting, too. He's talking about good. He's talking about evil. But are we more sinful? Are we more sinful today than we were in the past? Of course. That's why I, you know, the motivation behind all of what I do here is because I want to return to the good. So do I judge evil? Yeah, I do. Do I judge bad behavior? Yes, I do. I'm not going to condone it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say, oh, promiscuity. Oh, no big deal. It's the new normal. No, it's ugly. It's dark. It's, it's not good for people to be on that path in the same way that I'm not going to glorify drugs, in the same way that I'm going to tell you that alcohol is not good for you, in the same way I'm going to tell you that the corn is not good for you. This is all very dark stuff that leads you down a very ugly path. Are we more sinful today? Yes. Yes. And as a result, are we more susceptible to not only possession, which people think of as extreme and can't wrap their heads around. I can wrap my heads around, around it, head around it because I grew up in Catholic school and this is something that was talked about and discussed. But think about it smaller. Are you more susceptible to being a tool of the system, the very dark evil, manipulative, out to get you, out to control you, out to rob your freedom system. If you are more sinful, the answer is yes. Because goodness wants you to control your own life. Goodness wants community. We talk about all the time the the disintegration of community, right? Wreck the family, Break down the family, break down the community and have big daddy government come in and swoop in and help you. Who is big daddy government? It's a bunch of bureaucrats. Who runs them? Who runs them? Ask yourself. It's dark. It's not light. It's very, very dark. Who was responsible? Who would be smiling upon the decision to fire a whole bunch of nurses and doctors who had COVID-19, recovered from COVID-19, had natural immunity, understood how this all worked, had worked on the front lines, and then decided not to get an injection because they weren't comfortable with and wanted them fired. Is that good or evil? It's evil. Who runs the men in the suits making these decisions? It's not God. It's not. Just be willing to take your mind there. Okay. This is interesting to me. Um, Some hope here that I want to give you. Generation Z is returning to God. I think one of the reasons that you see this popping up on all these podcasts, which are largely guided by young people, right? Whatever podcast, most of the guests on that show are in their 20s and their early 20s. You know, some here and there that aren't. But New York Post had an article out why Gen Z is returning to God. And it says about one third of 18 to 25 year olds say they believe in the existence of God or higher power. This is up from about one quarter in 2021, noted the Wall Street Journal's Claire Ansbury writing on polling data. Women, this is interesting stats, by the way, that I didn't realize. Women who attend religious services at least once a week are 68 percent less likely to die from deaths of despair, including suicide, drug overdose and alcohol poisoning. Interesting. 
Men are 33% less likely, according to a 2020 research uh, study led by Harvard University School of Public Health. Interesting. Elite economists in January released a National Bureau of Economic Research working paper showing states with pronounced drops in religious attendance saw sharper upticks in deaths of despair. So you have more despair when you haven't found God. There's something about, and, and obviously some of this is about community. Some of this is about, you know, when you go to church, you feel like you're part of something bigger than you. Religion is belief in something bigger than you. And I always say this, you know, I've never been an atheist, but there's something about atheists. There's a chip that's missing there. I'm going to get to you in a second, Deli. There's a chip that's missing there. But I'll tell you why, because there is a humility that comes with believing that there's something bigger than you. So I'm going to ask Deli, do you consider yourself an atheist, Deli? Uh, or agnostic or something like I, that? Like, I feel like I was heavily an atheist before. More Right now, I'm like currently studying like Islam and the Muslim culture. So when you going. hear this stuff, though, do you, can you see how there could be... I'm curious from a perspective of somebody who's not currently, like, who, who can't say, I believe in God today. Yeah. Can you see how a battle of good and evil could be unfolding, though, based on what we're talking about? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's just more about society today and what kids just don't know. A lot of people aren't getting, being guided the right, the right way to like what they should and should not believe in. A lot of people are forced to kind of like believe what they do believe today, if that makes sense. So you see it as more of like there's not enough parental involvement. There's not yeah. enough family guidance. There's mm-hmm. just kind of like brainwashing on social yeah. and stuff like that. Okay, so you're halfway there. But think about if you if you would allow yourself, and I ask this for people at home as well who aren't, maybe you're feeling the way Delhi's feeling. The reason I wanted to highlight that is because we're not, you know, Delhi sees the world very differently. But if you're at home and you're saying, I, I just don't know, it seems too, it's like a, from a Hollywood movie, you know, the gods, I don't know if I can wrap my head around this. Just be willing to let your brain stretch a little bit and think about who drives the powers that be. And it may just be that you come, you say this is about character. There's evil character and there's good character. Okay. Okay. That's where you are today. But stretch a little bit more. Stretch a little bit more. Read. Think about it. It's very fascinating when you go down a religion journey. The reason I share this Gen Z stuff is because Gen Z is returning to God. And the reason I think they're returning to God is because they see what Delhi's talking about. They see what's going on on TikTok. They see the mandates. They see the satanic stuff. They, they are growing up in a world with heightened social media, with TikTok, with Twitter, with everything being so angry, you know, all of these people sitting behind their phones and shouting and cable news media being just something they don't want any part of at all. They don't want part of mainstream TV at all. They see a lot of this stuff and it feels very dark to them. It feels like a dark world to grow up in. It didn't always feel like that. It didn't feel dark when I was, when I was growing up. It didn't. It, feel, it felt very light. These kids have a different reality with the phones and with the social and with the, the brainwashing and the pressure and the social contagion. They feel dark. They're looking for light. And where are they looking for light? Thankfully, they're looking for light through God. They're going to church. And there's an increasing number of them. And that's good news for everybody, right? Those are kids that are going to be less likely to get into trouble, less likely to get into drugs and alcohol, more likely to have a sense of community, more likely to be in a situation where they've got good friends around them. That's good for everybody involved. I want to pull up uh, an atheist before we close with an important um, clip that I loved from Mike Tyson that's old but went viral again. And it's kind of, it's kind of like my old uh, Father Lambert clip. It's kind of been given new life for a reason. And ask yourself that. Ask yourself why. And some of it, yes, is the Exorcist movie is coming out. Sure, there's PR and marketing around that as well. <laughs> sure, no question. And he's been talking a lot about that. Um, but ask yourself why this stuff is so front and center. And I actually realized, I think I missed, um, Deli, I missed one. The Satan Con? Yes, I want to get to that. But the challenge is, I don't think I, oh, yes, I do have it. Okay, we're going to get to that in a second, too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that before Mike Tyson. I want to just show you an atheist. Proud atheist. This is number seven. This, that's Mike Tyson. We want number seven, Deli. Okay. From TikTok. I want to show you what that looks like when an atheist talks. Just take a minute. You have it, Dylan? Yeah. Okay. Just take a minute and listen. No, being an atheist isn't harder than being religious. Do you know why? 
because it takes exactly zero effort to not believe something. On a daily basis, how hard is it for you to not believe the Smurfs are real? Pretty fucking easy, right? Especially when there's no evidence that they even fucking exist. Okay. Does that feel dark or light to you? Ask yourself. Did that feel uncomfortable in a way to watch? It did for me. It did for me. And I'm not saying, by the way, that all atheists are like that. I'm not. I think some atheists are searching for faith and haven't found it yet. Maybe you haven't seen enough evil in your life to see that good. I don't know what it is. But there's, I'm not saying you're all like that if you're listening and you're an atheist. But that was a dark woman. That was a dark woman. She looked like she was a puppet of something dark. Stretch your mind. What is it? Sure, you can say, well, wokeism. Okay. Where does wokeism get its power from? Stretch your mind. Just be willing to stretch your mind outside the boundaries of the literal, something that was so hard for me. Stretch further. Could it be that there's something darker that's controlling people like that? She doesn't, doesn't she seem puppeteered to you? Talk to all, every atheist I've met has sounded puppeteered in some way. Now, maybe some of them are brainwashed. There's just something dark about it all. And I'm not talking about people like Delhi, by the way, who are, well, I'm not there yet today, but I'm curious and I'm reading. And I'm talking about people who undeniably will trash religion, will trash God, will compare God to the Smurfs, will be, I'm talking about that. That is dark. Questioning is okay with me. 100% in any area. Science, religion, you question, you ask, you figure out. That's how you get to where the truth is. Okay. I want to go to something that popped up that I saw before we get to Mike Tyson's closing message. For those who think that this stuff is very far out of reach and it's, oh, what's Jed talking about now? Oh, first it's the Matrix and now it's Satan. <laughs> yeah, honey. Yeah, well, maybe he, uh, maybe he runs the ship. Okay, so I see this article from WCVB. That's the ABC Local News, Boston. Provocative Salem-based Satanic Temple holds sold-out convention in Boston. Interesting. An event billed as the largest satanic gathering in history is being held in Boston this weekend by the Satanic Temple, a provocative Salem, Massachusetts-based organization. Is it a real organization, you ask? Yes, it is. Held from Friday through Sunday at the Boston Marriott Copley Place, organizers say the sold-out event will feature rituals, entertainment, discussion panels, a marketplace, and a wedding chapel. Interesting. <laughs> the Satanic Temple boasts 700,000 registered members worldwide and describes itself as a religious organization... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, pushes for the strict separation of church and state and other civil rights issues. Mm -hmm. Sure. In a lawsuit last year, the organization explained that it, quote, venerates but does not worship the allegorical Satan described in the epic poem Paradise Lost, the defender of personal sovereignty against the dictates of religious authority. In May, the Satanic Temple asked to fly a flag over Boston City Hall after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the city violated the free speech rights of a conservative activist seeking to fly Christian flags. They want to fly the, the flag of, of the demonic. Lovely people. In fact, this was so bad in that the mayor, Mayor Wu, had to come out and say, neither Mayor Wu nor the city of Boston are sponsoring or affiliated with Satan Con 2023. Do you have the, um, I'm going to show you this, not today, Satan. I'm going to show you this. Uh, you know when people say that? I love it. It's true. I say it a lot. Do you have that link to the Satan Con? Did, yeah. you, did I put that in? Okay. Mm -hmm. put, go to that link. I just want to show people something. So you go to the top. There are some interesting things that pop up. What does it say on the oh top? Oh, my God. What does it say on the top left, Deli? What do you see? Oh abortion. Go all the way. Abortion clinic fundraiser. Interesting. Interesting that the Satanic Temple has an abortion clinic fundraiser. What else did you see that you were laughing at? That's what I was laughing at. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because it's all connected. That's why. And it's very hard for people to see that um, and to acknowledge that. There was something else, too. Let's. Can you pull that back up again, Deli? Uh, make it a little smaller so we can see. Let's see. Advocacy, shop, Satan Con. Go down a little bit. There was something else that I saw that was, um, was interesting. I don't know if I'll be able to see. Oh, look. This is the best. Look, all shoppers right there. Deli, scroll up for me a second. Scroll up and stop there. All shoppers must be 18 plus and they must prevent COVID vaccination proof and properly wear a mask. Oh, so wait, you mean to tell me that the people at SatanCon 
want you to be masked, wants you to show proof of vax status, even though we it's well beyond the point where we know it's not about transmission. Okay, and they have some sort of fundraising for abortion. That's so interesting because what fragment of society, <clears throat> the hard left, what fragment of society supports those things and advocates for those things? I'm, all I'm saying is broaden your mind. And I'm not saying everybody's possessed and I'm not saying everybody is, you know, Satan on earth. But I am saying there is a, a there is a thread of darkness that's going through the world right now. And it's being woven very carefully by by man who have an inner darkness. There's something very dark about a person that wants to tell somebody else what to do when it comes to experimental pharma drugs. This is just I'm sorry. There's a sickness. There's a deep darkness there. There's a darkness that wants to mask children in schools. There's a darkness that was able to put those little masks over a one-year-old or a two-year-old in a daycare center. There's a darkness that wants kids to see pornography under the guise of LBGTQ appreciation when it's actually pornography in these books that some of these kids are looking at in schools. That's dark. That is not light. Stretch your minds. Just stretch it. Be willing to stretch it. Let's go to... um, this clip by Mike Tyson. Um, this is interesting. Oh my god! What happened? <laughs> what? What this are you doing? The shop. Yeah, the shop. You see? The Look flag. at the flags. Look at the flags. This is Satan Con. Look at the flags. Doesn't crazy. it just seem that it's that's the flag? I guess. Doesn't it just seem? And people say, Jed, aren't you afraid?" I know my mom's at home. Like, are you not afraid to be talking about? No, I'm not. Zero. I'm telling you, man. I do not fear this stuff at all maybe that's because my dad showed me a lot of horror films before i was like eight but i just i feel so comfortable in what's good in me and i feel so comfortable in my relationship with god that this stuff is like bring it bring it matrix and satan apparently now bring it okay 104.12 this is very interesting listen to mike tyson listen to what he says i'm gonna tell you this is spiritual right yes See all your it's stuff, really all your fights, see all your fights and stuff? All your, all your knockers is spectacular. You know what that means? All this good stuff happening to you, you know what that means? That your favorite by God. You know that, right? Yeah. You know yeah, that, yeah. right? But this is something, you may, this something that you may not know, too. When you're favored by God, you're also favored by the devil. He's coming for you, too. <laughs> so you just got to be strong and stay on the right side. Whose side are you going to go on? He's going to give you power, too. He's going to get in your head, too, but it's who side you're going to stay with. You stay with who brought you here. Mm. You stay. You go home with the guy that brought you to the dance. <laughs> I love mm. that. Okay, pause you know? it. Stop it there. You go home with the guy who brought you to the dance. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And think about all the, you know, not to sideline, but think about the modern women, what choice they make, something. Anyway, interesting. If you're favored by God, you're favored by the devil. You have a choice to make. I like that because it puts it on you. And I like stuff that puts it on you, personal responsibility. I like stuff that makes you have to decide at home what path you're going to travel for yourself. So I want to just close out today. And I know this was a different show, but I can't talk about feminism and I can't talk about the matrix and I can't talk about any of that stuff without going one layer deeper and asking ourselves what could be driving the machine I can't. Otherwise, I'm not doing you a service. So that's what this was about today. And I just want you to keep in mind that we are at war. People talk about war and they talk about guns and they talk about you think of like, oh, what's going to happen in Ukraine? We are at war. This cultural stuff, it's already a war. There is already a war between good and evil. And you think about, you know, the demonization of traditional values that we talk about here all the time. You talk about the demonization of monogamy. You talk about the destruction of the family. You talk about the destruction of the community, the destruction of self-reliance. We talk about the building up of government over community. We talk about the three-letter organizations, all of them, WEF, W, all of that stuff, and, and the way that they made decisions and tried to infiltrate your own decision-making process and your own informed consent your own bodily autonomy when it came to something that you didn't want. When we think about the masking, when we think about the poison food at the grocery store, right? Stuff that titanium dioxide and Skittle, why? 
when we talk about all of these things, there is a darkness. And some of you will walk away from today believing that it's a darkness that comes from man. And some of you will walk away asking yourself, is there something bigger going on here? And I invite you to explore that. If you don't land on it, okay, but explore it. We're going to close out in the chat. Omega Rosetsu talking about that hijab interview. I saw this before. Hijab promotes CSA and can't take anyone who associates with him seriously. You need to research Tate associates with this demon. I don't know enough about hijab. I just pulled an interview where I'm pulling a quote from. I mean, I'm pulling what um, Tate is saying, and that's where he was taking it. You know, that's what where he said what he said. But I will look into it. Rob Adrell, did you go back and check out the big man woman on whatever pod? He's still talking about that big man. I did notice that. Um, I'm not sure how to cover that, if I'm going to be honest with you, Rob. That could get us in a lot of trouble in many ways. Let me think about it. <laughs> Deli Imagine. You know what they're talking about, Deli. They're talking about that whatever podcast with the big old. Oh, the, oh, the yeah. pink thing. Something was going on that was <laughs> not kosher is all I'm going to say. Samuel Gilly, five bucks. Uh, Jed, I've never been more scared in my life. I've seen one before and it freaked me out. I could still hear that voice. Her eyes were changing colors. Oh, wow. It looks like somebody saw a demon. And don't laugh these people off, by the way, because, you know, sometimes this stuff manifests to certain people. It may not be manifesting to you. You may not have seen it. And maybe there's a reason for that. You know, either you were protected from it. Or maybe somebody bigger than you thought it wasn't your moment. You couldn't handle it. There's some reason that you were maybe you were spared and somebody else wasn't. So don't, don't, you know, write it off. Uh, Luke Rolkin, nothing new. Alice Cooper is back with Christ, but between 1969 to 83, he had several albums in Devil's Food, so nothing new. You know, it is new, though. I'll tell you why, because it's escalated. You're right, this exists, and that's why I brought up Like a Prayer with Madonna. Everything that started then, like this, has now escalated and blown up to full-blown glorification everywhere. So I think it, I think it is new because it's so unbelievably prevalent and so completely adored and normalized by all of Hollywood. It used to be much more like you were relegated over here. Not anymore. Beaten Cheeks is here, 10 bucks. I've been through a lot of darkness in life, especially in my wartime, and will never believe in religion, but I do believe in its principles to maintain proper order in humanity from craziness. Sup, Deli. Beaten Cheeks is a fan <laughs> of you, Deli. Deli's got a fan. You know, what am I going to do? You probably have a lot of fans out there, Deli. Maybe some of them want to see deli live <laughs> <laughs> all right rick Bourne, 10 bucks saul linsky dedicated rules for radicals to lucifer and he seriously meant it that's right you need to see dinesh d'souza's movies especially the one on hillary clinton to understand how deep this runs in the dnc oh i've seen it and i by the way planned parenthood deeply dark very dark deeply racist by the way organization if you do the proper research on that and go prove me wrong prove me wrong go do the research on the historical historical significance of why Planned Parenthood did what it did and, and tell me you don't find racism in its roots. Super Blue, 10 bucks. They say the internet is forever. Let it be forever known that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Have a blessed day, everyone. And remember to practice what you preach. That's true. Practice what you preach. Phil Wong gave 11 bucks. Maestro gave 20 bucks. Jed, there's nothing missing from being an atheist. Most atheists, save for a few, came from religious belief. Read the Bible cover to cover. It's literally mythology. So yeah, people are easily manipulated by religion. Okay, so we have someone there who feels differently, who feels that religion can be manipulative and that religion can be, you know, what kind of steers you into falsities, I guess. That's a different opinion. Okay, all I'm telling you to do today, whatever you feel today may not be what you feel tomorrow. Allow you, I, my experience in life is that if you allow yourself to be open to possibilities, you will allow yourself to grow as a human being and you will discover things that you would never have seen if you hadn't just said, I'm open. That's really all you need. So if you're an atheist today and you're like, you know what, I'm an atheist, but I'm open. Show me, you know, teach me, bring into my life. I'm open. I'm reading, I'm learning. Okay. That's a very different position from saying, nope, I'm closed. I don't want it. in the same way that you can't really, you can't really get a hold of a good relationship if you're like well I'm, I'm not open to relationships I'm not open to you're not gonna find one then right you have to be open not always easy to be open by the way because people get hurt people get disappointed and what do you do you close down open is the key open up oh wow look at that literally the name open up 10 bucks did you know Donald Trump's slogan MAGA is also the highest degree in the satanic church interesting how research for yourself also look into gematria I will do that I will do that. Beaten Cheeks, five bucks. Jeb, whatever you do, do not cover the whatever podcast from last night. That has the feminist on there. Do not give her coverage. She is pure evil. 
You know, beaten cheeks. Now that you brought that to my attention, we will cover it. We will probably cover it. I'm just, I'm just gonna put that out there. Cover but everything. I will look um, and listen. I want to thank everyone for. There's going to be some different stuff that happens here from time to time, and we're exploring. You know, I'm thinking I, I want this to be a place where we kind of learn and figure out stuff together. So it's not always going to be reliable. Oh, this is what we've been doing for the last. No, maybe we need to just talk about some. I just want it to feel free. I want you to hit that subscribe button and I want you to hit that like button. And please, in the comments, I'd like you to tell me, do you want to hear from Father Lambert? Do you want to hear more on this exorcism stuff? We have the new movie coming out. I'm always very deeply interested in how much, you know, the films correlate to what these guys have actually seen in real life. Now, whether or not you choose to believe them is up to you. But regardless, it's interesting to hear their perspective and what they claim their experience has been. Do you want to hear more of that? But more than anything, I want you to hit that subscribe and that like and pass it along to family, to friends, to people who want to hear a genuine conversation. I made a promise to you that I would come here and we would talk about things that are hard. And that's going to continue. It's not going to get easy. But it will be feisty. And Deli will be here. So there's that. Just to close out, remember, don't be nasty. Don't be nasty. I'll see you soon. Bye.